Hello, and welcome to Father Luke's homilies. This homily was preached in the Catholic parish of Brandon and Mildenhall for the second Sunday in Advent, Year C. I pray that this homily is of some use to you. God bless you. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the 15th year of Tiberius Caesar's reign, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of the lands of Iterio and Trachonitis, Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, during the pontificate of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went through the whole Jordan district, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins as it is written in the book of the saying of the prophet Isaiah. A voice cries in the wilderness, prepare a way for the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley will be filled in, every mountain and hill will be laid low. Winding ways will be straightened and rough roads made smooth, and all mankind shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Adults keep saying we owe it to the young people to give them hope, but I don't want your hope, I don't want you to be hopeful, I want you to panic, I want you to feel the fear, fear I feel every day. I want you to act. I want you to act as you would in a crisis. I want you to act as if the house is on fire, because it is. Say and think what you like about Greta Thunberg, but the teenage environmental activist doesn't mince her words. The planet is heading for destruction, and in the face of disaster, she's trying to do something about it, trying to wake people up to the threat. She is not alone, of course. Scientists, activists, and religious leaders, including successive popes, St. John Paul II, Benedict XVI, and now Pope Francis, have all repeatedly exhorted world leaders and us all to wake up to the reality of climate change and to the effect of the exploitation of the world's resources on the poorest of the poor. What they are doing, what Greta is doing, is not dissimilar to what John the Baptist is doing in today's gospel. The difference, it seems, is that people took notice of John and came to him for baptism by being plunged into the river Jordan. What was the emergency and how would being plunged into the Jordan help people to escape danger? Well, Rome had ruled the area for around a hundred years. They allowed the Herods as puppet kings to exploit the people. Popular movements of resistance had come and gone, in some cases being brutally put down. Everybody knew they couldn't go on as they were, so something had to give, something had to happen. Devout Jews had longed for a new word from God, 
Some believed that prophecy had died out, but might one day be revived. Many expected a movement that would begin in which their God would renew the age-old covenant, bringing Israel out of slavery into a new freedom. The old prophets had spoken of a time of renewal through which God himself would come back to them. Israel would again be the splendour of the nations. God would be seen in her and all the nations would look to her. This is what lies behind some of our first reading from the prophet Baruch. In practice, there was only a loose idea of what this would look like. So when a fiery young prophet appeared in the Judean wilderness, going around the towns and villages, shouting and telling people that the time had come, they were ready to listen. They were open. And this perhaps is an important reminder for us. Are we ready to listen? Can we see and read the signs of the times? What is God saying to us in these days? Baptism, plunging into the river Jordan, was a powerful sign of renewal. When Israel came out of Egypt, a story they all knew well because of their regular celebrations of the Passovers, they were brought out through the Red Sea, through the Jordan, into the Promised Land. But now they found themselves in slavery again in their own promised land. And they needed a new exodus to bring them to a new freedom. But this freedom would be more than a political freedom. It would be the freedom from sin. The way to escape slavery, the prophets had said, was to return to God with heart soul and mind that is to repent hence John's agenda a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins this was the time rescue was at hand but the people were not ready they weren't in good shape indeed since baptism was part of Uh, what people had to undergo if they wanted to convert to Judaism, John, in summoning uh, Israel itself to to baptism, speaks volumes. Everybody in the crowd needed to face their own moral predicament. John was not interested in a political movement He was interested in changed hearts, changed people. He knew that true renewal and difference happens when people are changed from the inside, not when things are imposed from the outside. John wasn't going to be satisfied with the mere outward ritual in which many could hide their real selves and motivations behind a kind of outward conformity. No. John uses a picture which Jesus will develop later. A tree that is meant to bear fruit. 
And if it doesn't, it will be cut down. The same is true with us. It's all very well blaming others, blaming political systems and corporations and organisations for our own problems. But what are we doing about it? How are we living sustainably? How does our faith affect how we relate to our world, how we relate to our neighbour, how we relate to our possessions, our resources, our gifts? This is more than simply about climate change. Okay, this homily isn't about climate change. It's about conversion. How do we as individuals bear fruit? Fruit shows that repentance has been genuine. Now this warning echoes down throughout the years and must be taken to heart by all of us. We can't just sit back and presume that because we have shared in the great Christian mystery coming through the waters of baptism and because we turn up at mass that God will automatically be happy with us even if we show no signs of serious repentance. Of course, Christian living is far more than, than simply repentance, but it's, it's not less. It's not less. Our spiritual advancement, our Christian faith begins with a turning away from what is hindering our obedience to God. During Advent, we are to repent from everything that leads us away from love of God and love of neighbour. We are to ready our hearts to make a path straight for the Lord who comes to us now, even today. Amen. Thank you for listening to my homily podcast. For more information about the Catholic parish of Brandon and Mildenhall, please go to our website, which is stthomas-stjohnparish.com. That's stthomas-stjohnparish.com. If you want to read more articles and stories and theological reflections, please check out my blog at fatherlukegoymore.com. That's fatherlukegoymore.com. Feel free also to follow me on Twitter at Father Luke G and Instagram at Father Luke Goymore. Stay safe and God bless you.